Yeah. So, oh, we're rolling. Yeah. All right. Last week talked about the ins and outs of making good fish oil choices. Yeah. Consumer. We snuck in. A, I guess we snuck in a little bit of uh, whey protein at the start of that one too. Yeah, that was in there. A little added bonus. Yeah. We're gonna stay on the supplement train though for this one. Basically, just about making the right choices, not like recommendations yeah. necessarily. Yeah. But how to make good supplement choices because um, it is something that's heavily marketed, especially to our audience. I mean, totally. Um, our phones are probably listening to you and I talk right now. And then all night tonight, all my advertisements are going to be about fish oil and other oh supplements. Oh my God. Right? I should have done. Okay, good. Did you I, unplug that thing? The Google uh, Mini or whatever the hell it's called is luckily unplugged for this recording. Weird little robot alien. Yeah, I don't trust that thing one little bit. Let no. me tell you. No. When we were in, uh, in Minnesota for Granite Games, yeah. there was one of those... Uh, Alexa things right in the bedroom I was sleeping in, unplugged in the cupboard, automatically get <laughs> yeah. out of here. No not, shit. I'm not trusting that thing with anything. So weird. I Especially someone, in like an Airbnb. Like it's not even your yeah. place. Like why is that in there? They're, yeah, they're weird. up to something. I don't like that. Someone mentioned this at the gym the other day, how they bought a jump rope on Amazon. And this happens all the time. But then like – Every time they go on Amazon that time after, or sorry, not even Amazon, right? It's every time you're on the internet and there's an ad pop up, it'll be about a jump rope. And they were like, they made a good point though. They were like, it's not that smart because am I really going to buy a jump rope every week? Not (laughs) my jump rope. I'm not going to buy another one. So they should switch it to like jump rope repair kits. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not that smart yet. Yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to be freaked out, though, just listen to the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast. Oh yeah, they go. I don't. I. I don't even know what they're talking about. Talking about EI and yeah, Elon sorry, Musk talks, AI. and I. I'm like, yeah, what? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it was extra special version of Elon Musk. I think you get in that podcast too. He was a little <laughs> out to lunch during that yeah. one. That was interesting. Smoking legal drugs. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the open's clear. We're like two, three weeks clear of the open now. Yeah. We got lots of people already uh, creeping up to the next one now. Oh yeah. It's sneaking up. Yeah. We got our big dose of Instagram, uh, athlete posts about their open experiences as if uh, anyone yes. cares. <laughs> that stuff drives me crazy, dude. I get so annoyed. I don't know. I know so many people that did it and there's good ways to do it and, and, bad ways to do it there's some people like hey this is my open experience and this is what i did and then there's people listing reasons why they didn't do as well as they wanted to it's like hey no one cares you know what's gonna make you do better do better next time yeah don't tell instagram that you know your dog ran away or you didn't (laughs) eat well like get out of here yeah save it because that doesn't make you better at crossfit talk about getting better at cross that's one thing i know for sure if i know anything about coaching crossfit it's that talking about getting better at CrossFit doesn't make you better at CrossFit. Yes. Actually doing CrossFit and working hard makes you better at CrossFit. And I'm just Go thinking figure. of some of the top ones. Like Matt Frazier definitely comes to mind. Like his his uh, captions are never longer than like two sentences. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying like to be – short captions cause you to be a good athlete. Saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. saying like maybe there's, there's something there. Yeah. But also, yeah. what's he going to yeah, – I guess he's got nothing to complain about. That's right. But that's because he's putting the work in. That's right. Yeah. He's got don't, no time for long captions. And you know what? Somebody else probably does his Instagram too. That's yeah. – He's too busy he's, working yeah. out. He's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, opinions are like buttholes. We all got one, <laughs> and that's mine. You, you, Everyone's allowed to do what they want. Someone's um, opinion. But I'm also allowed to give my opinion on what they're doing. That's just the way the world works now. Some people's opinions are just a little dirtier than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, making good supplement choices. Um, I mean, there's there's like there's a lot of different layers to this one. Um, one would just be from a health standpoint, like choosing stuff that's not going to be of detriment yeah. to your health, especially if if you're training 
in whatever capacity, whatever methodology you're following, you're probably doing that because you enjoy it, one. But then two, if it's health-focused, you're you're actually doing it to be healthier. You're not doing it to yeah. um, be competitive. So in some methodologies, there's outlets to be competitive with that. CrossFit, powerlifting, weightlifting, there's, there's competitions that you can sign up for. But I would say for 99.9% of us, we don't make money off of this sport, which makes you a recreational athlete or somebody who does it for fun, right? Um, so you can't really um, make supplement choices based on what you're seeing the top 0.01% making. You need to make the supplement choices of your own. And then second, um, if you are going to be competing in any way, whether you're paid or not paid, whether it's for fun or local or, or a sanctional or um, – like a provincial national competition, you need to make sure you're complying with the, the standards and regulations that um, those separate entities have set up in order to keep the sport as fair and clean yeah. as possible. There's a lot, of, there's even apps for that though. There's a clean sport app for every single country. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Canada has one. When we were in uh, England, they had us download theirs because it's, we're over there. Hmm. And then, oh, can, what's, what's the app show or like what it's uh there's multiple different areas to it i deleted it or else i just kind of go through it but from what i can remember it's just a general outline of the organization of what it does um you can go as far as searching uh an ingredient to find out if it's banned in or out of competition that's cool um or just altogether banned or if it's allowed yeah so you get clarity right away there's no guessing is that through like NSF or something separate? I think NSF would be like the American. Oh, okay. Um, then Canada has its own. Yeah, I think everybody kind of has their own version of the same sort of organization. Okay. I forget what the one was in in England, but um, they had one, sense. some sort of governing body to to look over everything. Um, but. Oh, a lot of sports don't have a governing body, which is where it gets a little weird. Um, CrossFit does have water, and that's what they use. So yeah. there is one there. Um, I just don't think since it's not mandated education for CrossFit athletes at like a local level or even at like um, in the open, like unless you're top in the world, you're not getting tested year round. Yeah. So there's a lot of gaps there. Um. And I, I don't think it's pushed to the point where it should be in order to make sure that the sport's actually clean. Yeah. That's an interesting subject in general, like not just in CrossFit and functional fitness, but like everywhere. Like, I don't know if, do you remember, this was a few years ago now, but when, uh, you remember the name Dick Pound? Great name. Oh, Great no. name, by the way. I'm not <laughs> yeah. making that up. That's, I do remember the name, name solely because it's so hilarious. Yeah. Because I'm immature, and it's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Some people call him uh, Dick Pounder or uh, Poundy Dick. Whatever you want to call him. Dick Pound. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, he was on uh, – he basically, like, I, for lack of a better word, like attacked the NHL a few years ago, claiming, like – so this guy, what what is his title? He's, like, head of the – doping world anti-doping agency or something maybe that's is it water is. yeah maybe yeah. he's like head of like water or something i never got that far i couldn't keep a straight face <laughs> i know i can't remember but anyways <laughs> yeah he kind of like more or less like attacked the nhl saying like their regulations are too loosey-goosey um kind of even suggested like you know like probably a lot of these guys are on steroids blah 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 and then like the main person who kind of like came back perhaps not surprisingly was Don Cherry. <laughs> and I even remember like at one point in time, like both of these guys were on coach's corner, like just sitting there kind of like almost like debating about this. Um, oh, wow. So yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I just, I just thought of that when you brought that up because even something like that, like one of the biggest major sports in the world, it's like, we don't really hear a lot about that or know like much about it. Right. right. Like even, and again, maybe this is because, Maybe this is because less guys 
in the NHL are using drugs. And so you just don't hear about guys testing positive or maybe the regulations are a little bit more loosey goosey. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but yeah, it's interesting. You don't, you don't really hear much about what actually goes on there. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. But then on the other hand, like baseball, you always hear about guys getting (coughs) busted. Yeah. So you wonder like, is it actually just that that sport isn't? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. To me, like if I was a hockey player at that level, I'd be more apt to use steroids than if I was a baseball player. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. People always make the argument like it's a terrible argument where, and I actually, I've, Sean Avery makes this argument in his book. Good read, by the way, um, where it's like, um, why would a hockey player want to use steroids? Because then you'll just be all big and bulky. But it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> yeah. it's not that it automatically makes you big and bulky, right? Like there's also yeah. the like the fact that you're going to be able to recover like right. significantly faster. Yeah, You're going to be able to squat more, deadlift more. All of that's going to still translate to on-ice performance, yeah. like stronger ligament, you know, and on and on and on. So it's a terrible argument. I'm not yeah. saying guys use it. I'm just saying. Yeah, and that's just one performance-enhancing drug, too. Yeah. Right? Like, there's so many different like, shapes and sizes of yeah. performance-enhancing drugs. It's not just, like, a, a steroid to get jacked. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's other performance-enhancing drugs. The list of... That don't... You can't see it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, like... The list of things these days is, I don't know, it seems pretty like, um, what's the word? I don't know. It's never ending is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure it is. And then there's the intri- intricate pieces where it's like, this is allowed in competition. This is allowed out of competition, yeah. but not in competition. This is banned outright. Um, there's a lot of different, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a burden. Right. Like I, no. if you're an athlete and you're competing at that level, you need to know these things. That's what, even when uh, like CrossFit complies with WADA. So when I hear these regionals athletes testing positive for what they call a tainted supplement, when it's not a tainted supplement, cause it's on the label. Yeah. That's on it's you. not tainted. You just didn't know your shit yeah. and that's your fault. Right. So it goes along with these crazy CrossFit athlete Instagram posts where like, oh, I didn't know and I'm going to grow and be a better person from this. It's like, listen, I don't care. You tested positive. Don't post. Stay off Instagram. Don't post. I don't need to hear your story. You tested positive. You're out. Yeah. Gone. See ya. That's it. Yeah. And for those of you wondering about this saying, how is there banned substances and supplements? Oh, there is. We that, that batch that we were looking at a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like you said, literally some of them will just post it right there on the label. They don't yeah. really care. They just throw it right on there. Especially those larger brands, they can't lie. Yeah. Right? If they lie, their product is going to be like there's there's serious implications. Once you get to the point where you're big enough, the FDA is looking over your stuff. Like you have to make sure your label matches yeah. your product. It's right on there. If you don't know that that's a banned substance, you saying, I don't know, ignorance doesn't work. Yeah. That's not how it works. You have no excuse to not know, yeah. A, what's banned, and then B, what's going into your body. The only exception I see is if you're buying and something like an NSF certified supplement, which is, um, I forget what it stands for. But anyways, it's a certification that is recognized by WADA, the anti-doping agency, to be a safe supplement, right? So the only exception I see is when someone, they've done their research, they've taken the care to buy only NSF certified um, products, and then somehow like an ingredient snuck in there that's not even listed on the product, and then they test positive. That's like the only... That's a tainted supplement, right? And then that's going to pretty much be the demise of that company because if somebody big enough tests positive because their product is tainted, they're done. That's it. Like the the legal implications on that would bury a a supplement company. They don't make enough money to to handle that. So what did you think about, I think her name, the Canadian girl, Emily Abbott? What did you, you, so we should, we should. Give the yeah. listeners the background story on this first because it's 
Yeah. It's pretty interesting. It is for sure. So I forget exactly what this, the, the um, substance was. Yeah, I, if it, I forget whether it was like a SARMS or some sort of beta blocker or something like that. But um, her claim is that her boyfriend or husband was taking a sublingual product. Yeah. And like through, knowingly. Knowingly, he was like, he's not competing. Yeah. So for me, like, if you're not competing, Have you do whatever idea. you want. It doesn't matter. Like, if you would just want to get jacked for the beach and and you choose to take the risk to do that, then, I mean, do I agree? No, but it doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter in that case, right? Because they're not violating anything other than their, well, they're not even violating their own code of ethics because clearly they don't they don't care. Um, but he was knowingly taking this. Apparently through kissing, that substance was then in very trace amounts, like super, super small. And I listened to her podcast when it first started, but I forget the exact amount. But Yeah, it was tiny. It was like – which makes It was wonder. an exceptionally low amount. Yeah. Very, very, very low. Um, but it was still in her system when she was tested. So then, mm-hmm. then you pop positive and uh, that's it. You're done. Um, because um, water's implications for that specific substance, like they don't really care. It's like a zero tolerance. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's there. There's no, it's no how much, yeah. um, but it was there. And then, because I guess hypothetically, you could make like playing devil's advocate. You could make the argument that she took it so long ago that you know it's just been used up. It's kind of been recycled through her body, and then. At the time of testing, it just so happens that because she hasn't taken it in so long, there was only like very, very trace amounts left. Right. But, you know, like. Which is what John Jones is running into a problem right now. Um, the UFC fighter, they keep, uh, he keeps showing trace amounts of some substance. Again, I don't remember the exact name of it. There's, um, but he gets tested a lot and it, like some tests is gone, some tests is back because of what you were just talking about. Yeah. Like it just stays in the system for so long and sometimes it gets missed. Sometimes it doesn't cause it's such a small amount. But when there's a, ser- a zero, um, like the tolerance is zero on that substance then you can't win that argument yeah. because that's it, it. Just to be cliche. It is what it is at that point. Yeah. There's another UFC fighter that, um, recently tested positive. And, uh, from what I've seen, there hasn't been any information released as to what and how much and all the ins and outs of, what it what actually transpired but the same thing like it's just you're done i mean in in sports like that too when you're making a living punching people in the face like if you're taking a performance enhancing drug that has to be taken seriously you know like you're you're trying to physically harm the other person that's how you win um so having it having an advantage by having a banned substance in your system regardless of how it got there um, that's a, that's an interesting Joe Rogan podcast too. When they he uh, has um, forget who it is. I'm forgetting a lot of things. The guy <laughs> who is he's a researcher uh, for WADA and uh, talks about oh. the John Jones situation and why he keeps testing positive and how small this trace amount actually is and how irrelevant it is at this point. Like you said, like it's been in the system for so long, like it's not actually benefiting any, yeah. anymore, but it keeps popping up. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, regardless, like you, all these people that we've mentioned are paying the price for their crime, basically, whether it was intentional or not. Yeah. They now have a ban of like, I think John Jones was like two years that got decreased. Emily Abbott's is like four or something like that. Yeah. Um, TJ Dillashaw's is a year right now because it's still kind of an under investigation. Um, and for these cases where like, it seems to be a hundred percent accidental, like I feel bad, Yeah. but the, those are the rules at the same time. Like that you can't be like, Oh, you did it by accident. Okay, fine. Because then everyone's going to say, Oh, I didn't mean to. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, yeah, you just have to draw the line somewhere. And unfortunately there's going to be people that kind of, you know, get the shitty end of the stick with that deal. But I mean, rules are rule. And 
like you said, if you make that kind of like up for a debate, then yeah, everyone's just going to make that claim and then it gets real messy. Like yeah. You just kind of have to set the standard. This is what it is. Sorry, some people are going to like, you know, have shitty luck with this, but I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> this, I didn't know that about the, the fighter though, but that's interesting because like when you were saying that, that it keeps kind of re, re, um, I don't know, circulating or whatever, like shit will periodically show up in the test. Yeah. That makes me think about like that conversation we had with Lindsay a couple weeks ago about, so like if you, so we store a lot of toxins in fat cells, right? Right. And those can stay there for a long period of time or they may be flushed out. So what's one thing that flushes out toxins in fat cells? Well, it's very rapid weight cuts. Yes. So I'm just wondering like a fighter going through those weight cuts, like, is that just flushing a little bit of that out and then he's testing positive and then, so I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool point. I don't know if that would, if that's something that would be stored in your fat cells. I don't really know. Yeah, I would think there'd be a chance. I don't know because it's. I'm sure at least some of the drug is like interpreted as a toxin, right? Meaning it would be stored. There. Stored. I don't. Somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, the pot. It was hard to follow. It was kind of like listening to a Ron Patrick co- podcast, right? There's so many yeah. words going out, and I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down, <laughs> slow down. And um, Joe was just like, <laughs> "Is saturated fat good or bad?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's basically he's like. So he did or he didn't. Yeah. So he did or he didn't. And the guy was completely staying neutral and just wasn't speaking on the fact that whether or not he thought guilt was there or not. Because like these guys that, that are in charge of those organizations and those testing, they can't have that emotional connection, right? Because if you are somebody listening to this and you listen to Emily Abbott's podcast on the Shrugged Collective, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Listen to her talk about it. It's like – She's pretty sincere. Very. And it, it made me feel absolutely horrible for her as a person, but for the sport, it can't, there cannot be a gray area. So I think like the, the only choice was made, not the right choice, but the, the only choice was made. It's like, you can't be like, I don't care. You can't take into consideration, Oh, like how it got there and where it came from and who did what. And then feelings and emotions. Oh, they feel bad. So I'm going to decrease their thing. Like that can't be when you're talking about sport, that, that can't be part of the conversation. It has to be black and white. You did or you didn't. And then these are the rules. Oh, you violated the rules. You go down the checklist. This violation is this suspension. Boom. Duck. Yeah. That's it. Can't can't be gray. Can't have it. No. The shitty part is when people don't research their stuff and pop positive for a banned substance that's in a pre-workout. <laughs> man it's like like i said earlier ignorance can't be an excuse but you read that and you're like i know exactly i recognize that substance i go and i look at this pre-work and i'm like yep there it is and then she posts three days later this is the pre-workout i was taking yeah it is because that's where that product (laughs) came from and she wasn't alone i think there was two or three other people that test positive for the exact same substance in that same regional year it's like man yeah, you got, you got to feel you bad. My sympathy, really. Yeah. <laughs> Oy, ay, ay. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. You're a competitive athlete. Take an extra minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the craziest part about that, or maybe like the most, I don't know, like emotional part of that Emily Abbott thing was when she actually starts to talk about. So I think it might have been her. It might have been fiance like they might have been engaged before this happened i don't know for sure but anyways when she starts to talk about like how her feelings about her fiance and like her trust and all of that has like completely changed that's when you're like oh man like this is like that's when i was like you know like i i again this was just personally my impression from listening to the podcast was like I kind of think, like, I believe her here. Like, I think this yeah. will happen. Because when, like, she totally fucking breaks down. Completely. And it's like, I don't know if I can even stay with my partner anymore. Because, like, if he lied to me about this, yada, yada, yada. And, yeah, yeah so that's the, that's the hard part there. Yeah, because he was willingly taking this substance. But yeah, he didn't, didn't, he tell, didn't her. tell her. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And just the resentment that she would have because she was having an incredible year and did that substance make a difference in her performance? No, because she wasn't taking it in that way because I choose to just like you are, I'm, I'm choosing to believe her story because I mean, if you hear it, I mean, if She's either telling the truth or she's a complete psycho <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like is amazing. Total pathological That's right. Yeah. So, but, um, it was, it was there. So as heartbreaking as it yeah. is, like WADA and CrossFit can't be like, no. they can't take that into consideration. Oh man. I've heard yeah, of, I can't uh, even imagine. I've heard of a similar story to that, um, in the Olympics before actually it was like, an athlete tested positive because, or again, like according to their reports, the only possible explanation was because they hooked up with another athlete, like Olympic Village, right? You hear all these stories <laughs> of an athlete hooking up in the village through that. So like, I, it, it was like, I don't know, you can kind of visualize that yourself. Obviously, there's going to be some passing of the fluids when that's going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She, the, the athlete actually gave like the full detail about what she thinks happened, what might've happened during when they were hooking up and whatever about how that substance got into her. But it's funny, like you wouldn't think anything like that would ever happen, but yeah, totally good. Yeah. And that, that crushes not to be cheesy, but that like crushes people's dreams. Oh yeah. Right. Like they work these people and like, um, I'm not discounting the hard work that all these people put in and, and the tainted that I'm using hand quotes, tainted supplements. Cause they're not tainted because ones that like it's on the label, but um, these circumstances of ignorance, I guess that caused them to test positive and they didn't even know like a hundred percent would have like, if they got asked to do the test, they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Cause I know in my heart that I'm clean yeah, and then it comes back true. positive. Like, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Those stories are rough. So, I mean, that's from a, a sport perspective. Yeah. The easiest thing as time consuming and ridiculous as it is, is when you buy a new supplement and you're going to try a new supplement, you have to make sure the certification is there. And then you have to cross-reference the ingredients list and that safe sport for your country, whatever that is, or whatever country you're competing in, because it varies per country sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you have to, you got to go top to bottom through your list. I did it, and you got to do it. Yeah. You got to check every single thing. It sucks because there's no search bar. You got to go manually through it, <laughs> try to figure out whether it's it brutal. It sucks. It takes forever. Search bar. They gotta. Yeah. That if there was a search bar, I'm gonna be real mad because I didn't do that. Um, like if there's like some crazy app that ha- has this simplified for people, yeah. but like you gotta like every single ingredient and in every single product, it sucks. But I mean, if you're an athlete and you want to compete at any level, um, yeah, and you care about the sport, then you won't, you won't cheat and you'll do this stuff. And I mean, it's not like you have to do it like constantly nonstop, like just find a brand that you can trust and stick with it. Yeah. Don't change it. Yeah. Stay away from blends. Yep. <laughs> if your pre-workout has some crazy, intense, hardcore name like uh, um, no days off, <laughs> then maybe check yeah. the ingredients on that one or choose a different product. Ronnie Coleman has a pre-workout, eh? <laughs> he has a whole stuff of it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Oh my God! Could you imagine? Uh, oh God! Poor guy yeah. can hardly walk now. Yeah, that documentary is crazy. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh man, you're missing out. Okay, you check it out. Lance Armstrong we, documentary. Yeah, we were just chatting. There's uh, on Netflix. It's called. Wait, I'm actually thinking of two different ones now. So, but both of them very worth checking out. Both of them are related to uh, this topic. So the one is called Icarus. Oh, I saw that. You've one. seen that Jeez, one. So that man. that's the one with like the Russian doping scandal, right? Yeah. Aside from like that's how insane. bad that was, that dude is so smart. 
Oh, he's man. way too smart. Yeah, people shouldn't be that smart. He's they like shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, it's like the, yeah. to do that and get away with it for that long. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta be amazed by yeah the intelligence. Oh, of that that's dude. impressive. Yeah, it's like the perfect example of like the evil scientist. Yeah, for sure. All. Yeah, the guy <laughs> probably could have cured cancer, but he chose to yeah, make sure thing. that people didn't test positive yeah. in Russia instead. <clears throat> yeah, so if you haven't seen that one, gotta check that one out. It's about when uh, Russia hosted the Summer Olympics, right? I think so. And they were literally like, this was like, was this was from like the government down, like a totally like structured, um, like perfectly planned out organized process like yeah. this was 100 intentional yeah they were gonna dope up their athletes and they were gonna win as many medals as they possibly could and yeah. cover up their tracks yeah. it's pretty insane have like seen the one military one? was involved yeah <laughs> have you seen just on a simple level like the actual thing that you pee into the cup oh I don't. I and how so. intense that thing is i think so dude it's like a locking system that can't be broken. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's they got matching yeah. numbers and like just things hidden. And yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. Can't. It's crazy. That's saying something. Yeah. The fact that they were able to kind of go around that system and yeah. Okay. Cause the people who do the doping, it's neutral, right? Even though Russia's hosting, it's not that Russia's uh, running the doping like no it should checks, be water right? like i think it's a neutral thing so they again like they had to get the military's help to like go in there smuggle the samples out of there switch them like it's wild it's crazy it's, that's definitely gotta check that one out yeah and the numbers matching and the computer stuff that would have oh, to yeah, happen yeah. behind the scenes to make everything yeah that's crazy nice. and then lance has one too <laughs> yeah so that one i can't remember the name of but it's like, I don't know, it might even be better than the other one. It's yeah. um same idea, like goes into and there's also in thank you, evil scientists in that one too. Oh, yeah. Like the guy who actually helps Lance <laughs> dope and get away with it. Really? So yeah, you gotta check that one to watch. Very interesting. And then just the background on Lance too is it's insane. Like the amount of so that's the perfect example of like legitimate pathological liar mm -hmm. like that guy amount of times he was accused went on you know big tv shows was blatantly asked like are you doping and on and on and on and just for so long he was just like cold-faced god no like never <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy gets cancer comes back goes on the drugs starts winning again it's crazy. Yeah, I had more endorsements than any athlete in the world. I think. Did he? Up there That's for crazy. sure. Like the whole yeah. Livestrong thing. Yeah, that was all him. Nike. They took it away. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. At that point, you're talking about a loss of millions and millions and millions of dollars. Not let alone your credibility. Yeah. And your whole image is tainted forever. Yeah, that one's on Netflix too. Um, I wonder with people like that, like are people so, like we have athletes that you remember from 20 years ago, whatever. Not that many, though, that I can think of. No. So like you wonder if anyone's even going to remember Lance Armstrong in like 40 years. Yeah, that's a good know? point. Like I don't no. remember good or bad athletes from 40 years ago. No. I don't know. I couldn't name one. <laughs> no. Right, like there's some hockey players, but I think that's more just because we're Canadian and it's yeah. talked about all the time. Other than like the biggest names. Yeah. Although 40 years ago, yeah, that's a while ago. I was going to say, because the names that come to my head are probably more like 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, you wonder, right? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. But then you think of somebody who did like a, an athletic event or some sort of like massive accomplishment for a good cause, like Terry Fox. I don't think That's any right, Canadian yeah. will ever forget no. that name, and that name won't get lost. I don't think. Um, yeah, and that wasn't even sport. That was uh, that was a whole other cause. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't know. So I mean, we talked a lot about like athletes and stuff. Um, 
just for the general health enthusiast, someone who's exercising to be healthier. And I mean, I think if you've listened to this podcast consistently, we've explained exercise and, and nutrition choices from like a longevity standpoint. Yeah. And that that's obviously, that's where the, the true benefit of having a health minded lifestyle is going to pay off is in terms of just quality of life over time, not necessarily quantity, right? Like we're not guaranteeing more years. Um, but if you're healthier, the further away you get from six feet under the longer (laughs) it takes for you to, you know, typically it's going to be more of an abrupt sort of thing, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like just quality in general of life. So like if that's your focus in training, what sort of things like would you recommend people look out for when they're making nutrition choices in terms of like labels or products? Or um, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, definitely what we talked about last time is like the proprietary blends. I mean, that's a to me, that's like a company if they don't want to actually tell you like how much of this and that is in it then i mean why even waste your time right right yeah so I think that's a big one even apart from like the banned substances yeah um because again it goes back to like if you're buying this for you know it could be athletics could be quality of life like the fish oil the creatine those can improve quality of life 100 percent. Right. so if that's what you're looking for then you want to know how much is in there so, right steer more towards that sort of stuff yeah and then, I'm like to me, I would also tell people um, try and find something that doesn't have added sugar. Um, again, it's just unnecessary. Like, is it going to kill you? Absolutely not. But I mean, again, like for product or if a company's adding sugar in there to make it taste sweeter, then to me that just tells me that they kind of have the wrong priorities yeah i guess um yeah. and i mean like we have enough sugar as it is like you don't need to be getting it in your supplements too right like if anything i think the better companies out there are probably the ones that make the supplements that taste like not that great right like a little bland um, mm-hmm. so yeah and uh just from experience for me like even um in in a pre-workout like if your pre-workout comes out and it's like a bright blue yeah or like the color matches the flavor yeah mm, maybe not like the that's a good point actually. one company yeah. that i like their pre-workouts because of the ingredients that are in them it's like it's all it comes out brown yeah. looks like mud yeah it's like muddy water good right like it doesn't yeah there's no added colors and that sort of thing yeah. are there added flavors absolutely pre-workouts just in general like if you're training for for health why you take it you're not healthy if you need a pre-workout to work out yeah right? like yeah. <laughs> unless it's yeah a couple exceptions in there but yeah i know what you mean yeah if you're buying like uh um like a woolly mammoth pre-workout or something something like that uh well yeah. this is a another big one um like c4 or oh, something yeah. like that. Like, you know, you're going to like one of those brands. Like that's strictly just like to get you pumped up stuff. Yeah. Totally. That's not like, like pre-workout in terms of like effectively dosing like a caffeine supplement with a, with a creatine or with a beta alanine yeah. or something like that. That's effectively dosed. Then that's a different conversation, but buying like a, that's what I was buying just like a, I'm going to want to like jump out my car door <laughs> while it's driving sort of supplement, or you're yeah. sitting at a stoplight and you get so pumped to go to the gym, you're like <laughs> freaking out. Like, if you need that in order to get to the gym, maybe going to the gym isn't something that you should be doing that day. Yeah. You got to work backwards and work on your lifestyle yeah. stuff instead. Yeah, well, you made a good point actually on um, the color dyes. Like, so again, that podcast we had with Lindsay, lots of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely listen to it if you haven't already. But we talked a little bit about those xenoestrogens. Well, a lot of them come from uh, color dyes. Mm. So one that comes to mind is I think it's called like red 40, red dash 40. You see that in a lot of probably a lot of supplements, but even a lot of just like 
I don't know, like jellos, um, a lot of candies and that type of thing. So yeah. again, like if you see dyes in your um, pre-workout or your supplement in general, like it's just like why waste your money, you know? Right. And then I also think the artificial sweeteners should be avoided. So I think still another thing, a lot of debate over, but I think it's to me, it's just another one of those things where it's like, well, if it's, if there's a, a pretty good possibility that it has some adverse health risks, which there's some good research showing that mm -hmm. despite what Lane Norton says, <laughs> yeah. um, then just go for the naturally sweetened stuff or yeah. even like the unsweetened stuff. Yeah. I, I get that that's not for everyone. Like not everyone wants to choke back an unflavored, I don't know, whatever like a beta alanine or something like that. But yeah, I mean, that'd be the best option if you're willing to do that. And then if not, then something naturally sweetened with like stevia. And there, yeah, there's a lot of companies that, that go that route now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, like we're on the topic of health focus, right? If you're training and you're truly training to be healthier, whatever that means for you, yeah. then, and you're not training to for a competitive outlet or an athlete because that's a different conversation and we've talked about this before like on the spectrum of wellness like an athlete is closer to sick than they are well the majority yeah, of the competitive season totally. right that's not where you want to stay like that's why athletes also have off seasons so that they can come back yeah. and just be well and recover and adapt and things like that that need to happen um if i were to pick one thing that's going to be the demise of a lot of CrossFit athletes that um, I personally work with and just people that I know is they spend so much time on the far end of the spectrum competing and pushing and killing themselves yeah. in the gym that they yeah. never recover and it's working for them now, but we don't know the long-term effects of something like yeah, that. That's the problem because it's so new and I, it's, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. There's, you can't, it's yeah, it's so much yeah. inflammation. It's so much stress. It's so much, um, masking fatigue with caffeine and masking um, soreness with like NSAIDs and like rubs and massages yeah, and, yeah. and all these like scraping tools. And like, if you need to use a, like, fuck, you know, like yeah, if you need to warm up for point. half an hour to make your body feel normal again, before you can yeah. train, something's broken, dude. Like it's not, you're not training for health and they, uh, they know that. They're training to be competitive, yeah. but you just get caught in that cycle for sure. Yeah, so that's a problem. But if you're training for if you're not that and you're training for health, yeah, all the more reason not to go that direction. It's not necessary. And inflammatory <laughs> processes are fucking delayed. Like those aren't things that are immediate. Like that takes a long time to progress. So like you said, like you you know, you might feel fine right now. Not even fine, but you might not fully notice it right away, but God, yeah, I agree. Like several years down the road, if you keep beating the shit out of your body that way, then I would think, yeah, it could creep up on you. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing, if you're not doing all those things away, like to actually like recover your body. And I, I don't mean like extra scoop of protein powder, extra fish oil, extra creatine. Like, no, it's not just about the supplements. I know people fall into that trap mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh, I'm going to start training more. I'm going to try and hit that next level. What supplements can I use? Like supplements are just that supplements, like right. supplements to healthy diet, healthy lifestyle. Like those are the ones that make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. It's like, can you get small 1% gains from supplements? Absolutely. But those aren't, I wouldn't even call that, like, it's not the most important thing. It's not second most, third most. I mean, I would put it that, like, I don't know, hypothetically, like, five or six on the list, right? Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many things that you need to be concerned with before that if your number one priority is high-level athlete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that 1% increase in a session could be just a placebo thing, too. Like, I could tell you that I'm giving you yeah. a scoop of my pre-workout, but yeah. really I'm just giving you some baking soda and, and right. Mio, yeah. Mio spray or something for some taste. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is going to get me pumped up. Exactly. Oh yeah. man. I added five pounds to my back squat today. It's all about that supplement. It's like, no, I tricked you. Yeah. But that could happen. Feeling good, feeling bad going into the gym. We've talked about this stuff before True. too. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, the placebo thing probably not going to save you though from a serious complication or condition down the road. Yeah. 
that's something that's, with especially like this year i'm watching like leaderboards and stuff because i'm a nerd yeah. so i'm watching like sanctional leaderboards i'm seeing a lot of the same names signed up for a lot of sanctional online qualifiers yeah. and i'm like you you're you're doing okay now okay so yeah. do you want to have one competitive season in crossfit and then be broken for the rest of your life that's right if you escape out the other side of that are you going to be able to be a good competitive crossfit athlete for a long time yeah um, i mean you uh one interview that so let's go to the the best okay arguably the best to ever be rich froning matt fraser i feel like follows a very similar path to him as well um i remember very distinctly because this was at a time in my crossfit career where i wanted to do more and more and more and more and more listen to a rich froning podcast and he did one comp- competitive season a year and that was the open regionals and the crossfit games so he actually had a season uh, and I think that's that's a really big distinction. Like Matt Frazier did Dubai this year and ended up qualifying for the games. Um, but you don't see the people that are winning, right? So let's pay attention to that. There's a lot of people in the middle that like are doing a lot. Okay, fine. But the people that are winning, they're treating – they're setting up their year for a season. And that's they're right, also yeah. professional athletes, right? And, th- and then they win yeah. because – of a number of factors, but uh, I definitely believe one of those factors being that they're actually giving themselves a setup season for their progression through the year to make sure that they can perform at the highest level when it counts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, another factor, like you can't forget about the fact that they're traveling all around the world, like physically, being in a plane and crossing time zones like that messes you up. Yeah. Like you want to talk oxidative stress, <laughs> Yeah, go jump on an airplane and go up, you know, I don't know how high they go 30,000 feet. Like that is one of the worst things you can do for your body doing that every once in a while. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. Like people travel, you know, it's just part of living. But if you're doing that on a regular basis, worse yet, if you're, jumping off a plane, beating the shit out of your body and then jumping back on a plane to go to another event. Like if you do that consistently over a long period of time, throw in there like those flip flopping around in time zones. Yeah. Like that's massive. We talk, we've talked about this a lot, like your circadian rhythm, the importance of actually like being in sync with um, basically the sun and the moon. Like that's massive. If again, if you get out of whack on something like that for long periods of time, like that's catching up to you. Yeah. So, for sure. And then rocking pre-workout when you land to try well, yeah. to stay awake isn't going to help. That's right. Just trying to like band-aid it with extra caffeine, yeah. stimulants, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much summarizes my yeah. thoughts on the whole supplement thing for health. Like if you, if you don't, if it isn't going to make you healthier, then why are you doing it? Yeah. And if you are using it as a band-aid to hide an emotion or feeling or, um, yeah something that your body's trying to tell you then yeah. probably not a good idea. So, but this idea of like excessive training and doing travel and crossing time zones and all that, the idea that all this is going to mess you up. That's also what I find most interesting about CrossFit is that more than any other sport, like your, your success and performance is like not a hundred percent, but like, very very massively dependent on essentially your physical performance right like physically how do you feel so like what i mean by that is you know other sports baseball hockey you know basketball on and on and on i would argue that there is a much larger skill component with those other ones versus crossfit is there skill in crossfit oh damn right absolutely that's why like athletes who come from another sport pick up a lot of the movements faster, but your performance is usually based on like, like literal, um, like physical measurements. So things like, I mean, like, like VO two max, like, um, you know, like top end strength, like whatever you want to look at. Whereas if you look at one of those other sports, like I'll just use the example of hockey, like, 
this is this was this is very very common it's like the guy who who is the most out of shape guy on the team can be the best player on the team really cheese yeah like (laughs) this i mean i can't tell you how many guys i played with who were like bottom quarter of like physical just fitness on the team but then they're the best player on the team because they just were like blooming with skill right and Mm -hmm. they had enough skill to get them by CrossFit, you can't get by with just skill. Like you have to have that physical fitness. So like point of this spiel is that makes like the travel, um, the nutrition, the the sleep, the circadian rhythm stuff, all of that, it makes it like that much more important. So that's what I find so interesting with the sport is like, like what, what advantages can I take? Like, you know, I'm jumping on a plane. What can I do beforehand to mitigate some of that damage in the air? What can I do when I land to actually get me back on that um, proper sleep wake cycle? Like, this is what I'm passionate about. That's what I find so interesting is like, how can we biohack is the best word or best phrase, I guess, to summarize all of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. how can I, how can my trick basically trick my body into like, being more resistant to this stress, adapting better to this one. And so that's what, that's what I like. Yeah. And you know that that's what the best people are. They're looking into. I'd say, things. yeah. Yeah. Otherwise they, their performance would yeah, decline for sure. All right. That's all I got. I'm out. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Did a double. Excuse me. Double header. Shh. <laughs> Excuse me. I think we already told him in the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so maybe the next one, though, after this one, or I don't know, one or two after, you guys will get the next guest. I think. Yeah, it's coming Something up like quick. that. Yeah. Up. yeah. Probably not one you guys would expect, I don't think. This will be like totally, it's not, it's by no means unrelated to the podcast, but I'm just saying like, if you were to guess who we would have on next or what we would talk about, there's no way you're guessing this. No, no, for so sure not. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Area of things that you don't even know exist. That's there's right. People yeah. that do it and they do it really, really well. Yeah. And we're going to learn about what that means. Yeah. We're <laughs> Let's just say Jesse and I are going to be two potatoes. Just That's right. Sitting here listening because it's not going to make any sense to me. Nope. All right. Okay. Peace.